Welcome to Hancock Conversations, an Allen Hancock College podcast. Join President Dr. Kevin G. Walters and members of the Hancock community as they explore the stories behind the people and places that make Allen Hancock College the unique hub for learning that it is today. You're sure to learn something new and even have a little fun along the way. Good afternoon. This is uh, Kevin Walters, Superintendent President of Hancock College, and this is Hancock Conversations, and this will probably be the loudest and longest conversation we ever have in this because our guest is Shannon Seifert, an alum and the CEO of the Santa Maria YMCA and good friend of mine. And she's a good, uh, good alum and a good community member. I'm going to read a little bit about her, and then we're going to have a real conversation. So Shannon was hired as the CEO of the Santa Maria Valley Y in January of 2008. She's an active member of the Why California Alliance. Why California, Shannon? Well, I like California. I'm partial. <laughs> That's good. She's also <laughs> on the small to mid-sized National Y Cabinet, and she served on the Y National Board and on the Y National Membership Standards Committee. That seems ironic. Doesn't it? <laughs> Oxymoron. She's president of a Rotary Club in 2015-16 and is currently serving on the board for the Women's Fund, Calm, Rotary, and is an appointed ambassador for the California Strawberry Commission. She earned her AA degree from Hancock College in 2006, where she studied business administration and sociology. She went on to earn her bachelor's degree in business management and sociology from Brandman. So let's talk about your time as a, as a Hancock student and how you got here. Where, where'd you come from? Well, I gotta say, when I came here to Hancock, um, it was at behest of my Y board. They were watching me do some work and watching the current CEO at the time and said, you know, you should probably tee up for this job and we'll back you up on your education and I'm like all right and I said well I'm gonna start Hancock then next week and so I did I came in and was the oldest student I was so annoying in the classes you know when you're an older learner you kind of come in and go oh, oh, I know the answer and I raised my hand and all the other students were like come on lady just get this class going and I'm positive I added a very a very strong influence to those young at young uh, learners. You guys are the worst. We are the worst. You I know, I was, even the, I knew I was the, annoying. The poor students are there and the, the professor's like, um, well, that's all I got if nobody has any questions. And sure enough, the reentry students got their hand in the we air. We can't help ourselves. Like, We're nice. so <laughs> excited that we still have a brain cell left. <laughs> so you got your AA and then you did Brandman. I did Brandman after. And here's what I loved about Hancock, I have to say. The online learning, because I was going to school full-time, carrying full units, working full-time, and I had two teenage girls in high school. And a husband who basically raised them, fed them, and clothed them while I was in school. And so I have to say that the 4 a.m. online classes, if it hadn't been for that accessibility here, I don't know that I could have done it. So yeah. it was really, really cool. And Brandman same had to show up for statistics in a few of those key classes. But it was, wow. it's, it's a huge asset here. No, that's awesome. So what was your favorite class? Uh, definitely not Algebra 2. I had to get tutoring for that from a... 12-year-old handling. I didn't know you took 12-year-olds at Hancock, but this kid was a genius, and he taught me how to do Algebra 2 in the tutoring school. Everyone should know why we get one of those. I know. I was amazed. So you're big in the community, and when when we talk about the community, you know, I feel like over the last five or six years after the recession, we've been able to really attack poverty problems in this community as a group, all of us together, the college, the school districts, the Y, the Boys and Girls Club. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. The why is we're completely dependent on our partnerships. There's nothing we could do in our community. We are the hub over there, but Mm -hmm. we're huge on prevention. We take those little itty bitties and 
and teach them and often bring their parents into the routine of, you know, hey, here's some ways that we can make things better with our preschool and with our Rise Up program, of which Hancock is heavily involved in, and our camps and all of that. And we grow them the help of this community, and then we want to hand them off to people. School district we partner with all the time, um, handing off our fifth graders to your Bulldog program. There's the hospital we work with, behavioral issues as well as calm. So these, all these partners help us build a stronger base and a future for the community. You, you know, a lot of times we'll hear people say things like, you know, because you're talking about the parents, you know, well, well, why aren't these parents coming to parent-teacher conference? Why aren't they more involved? And we see these parents and they're working. So talk about how you help support the parents when they can't. Absolutely. So I, I have to say this, like millennials and parents, they get a bad rap. Now there's a few, you know, yeah, it's true. But most of the time with the parents that we work with, and we work a lot with the farming working community um, and families, they're working their tails off. We got single parents, we got them out there working at 4 a.m. They're just trying to put food on the table and they're trying to take care of their families and have a roof over their heads. They care so much about their kids and this next generation. They just don't have capacity to do it all. And I truly believe it's our responsibility in this community to give them a hand up. Not yeah. a handout. This is a hand up, and it's necessary as partners. Uh, that's huge in our community because we see the same thing with the parents for when we go see high school parents, and and when we tell them their kids can come to college and it's free, and and now we start even with your rise up kids telling yeah. them come to Hancock, come to Hancock, and you see the parents' eyes just light up, how excited they are because they know that's where their kids need to get to, and when you're working sixty hours, seventy hours a week at manual labor, you just you, you can't show up for parent teacher conferences at three in the afternoon. It just and doesn't work. You can't even help your kids with their homework. Right. Not that I was any great at it with my <laughs> kids either. But, but truly, if you're, in a, if you're speaking a whole different language and you haven't had a higher education, we're dependent upon this educational system to get our next generation through. And these kids have brought parents to us in such a genuine, authentic way. So those partnerships are building and growing. And the biggest issue is the trust. And yeah. that's a slow burn, but it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, see, and your kids are older than mine. I'm telling you, it's easier to help him with homework these days. Is it? Yeah, because he comes in. Did you Google that? Just, oh, you're right. Every answer is, a, even so the jealous. math problems are on Google. Really? It's crazy. You just Google the math thing in there and it gives you the answer. I could have done without my 12-year-old. <laughs> what are those tutoring? Do you still even have the tutoring program because Google? <laughs> we actually do have the tutoring program because we expect our students to take calculus, and that's a very difficult uh, class in physics. Right. And, we're teaching them right. We're, you know, we're really doing some cool things with, with that that I think help, uh, you know, when we start to see the kids coming from the Y and from the Boys and Girls Club, and we see them on campus and bring them here, and they start to see how important it is to do well in school before they come here. It, it, having that connection is really important. Totally. So we're good at the kids. What do you think we need to do to get better outreach to our adult learners in our community? So I will say, for the why, we're very, very kid-focused. What happens with us when parents come to us, um, for instance, I was at a thing at Marion Hospital last night, and a couple of the moms, and their community moms are like, hey, you know what? We have a bunch of adults here who need a swim lesson. They've never learned how to swim. Again, back to our culture in Santa Maria, swimming just isn't a priority. It never has been. And all of a sudden, these adults are like, oh, we need to learn how to swim. I'm going to say that's a gateway thing. Once you get people in to do something like that that they want to do, the education opportunities and the engagement opportunities present themselves as you build those relationships back to the trust issue. Great. So when we talk about changing the odds, what do you think is the most important thing the Y does to change the odds for our community? Early. Early prevention, early intervention. I think that we get those little preschoolers in there at two and a half. We have 
fabulous opportunity to say, here's some options, here's some things you can do, and we're really, really focused on people who can't afford it, who can't afford childcare, can't afford preschool. We're in the middle of a fundraiser right now, raising 300,000, and all of that goes back out to programs like this, our STEM programs for summer camp, the Rise Up programs. These kids are often handpicked because they have one parent who's working all day and cannot do the things that need to be done to help this child thrive. What's your, what's your capacity for, uh, for how many kids you can take? So our preschool 37 right now, we're looking to grow that in the middle of a capital project, as a matter of fact, right now, um, expanding the options there. And camps, 300. Outreach, we started in Guadalupe on campus and then outreach in Los Alamos. So we're really, really broadening our horizons because these families can't get to us. It can't be, oh, build it and they will come. No offense, I mean, Hancock's great, but you do have right. distance learning as well. Yeah. So we're really sensitive in my board strategic plan and mine is get out there. Get out there where you're needed. So we take our trained staff and engineers and we go to these sites where these kids can congregate, usually at a school site because the parents already trust the school. Yeah, that's right. So I don't have to worry about building that. It's already pre-built for me. I just need relationships and board members who are administrators. Cool. For those 37 kids, do you have, do you have a waiting list? We do. How do you it's help? intense. Is there a way to help those kids get to another provider? Well, we have the list of every preschool here, including Hancock, which right. I think you have a giant waiting, we have a waiting list, list as well. As well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, an issue, and, and it's expensive. I mean, anybody who's raised a kid knows how expensive it is to care for them, educate them, especially that one to five, and how important it is because that's their sponge age. That's the technical term, right? That, that is the sponge that age. Is, it, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah I, I studied it. We actually have a whole class on sponge sponge, sponge kids. Sponge, yeah. sponge yeah. one to five. It's a three-unit class. <laughs> it's yeah. a three-unit class. <laughs> <laughs> so, Porous. You know, and our friends at the United Way, they kind of put together, they added up how much it costs to live here. Right? And, and so for a family of four in our community, it's $76,000 a year. That's just the basic food, medicine, transportation cost to live here, to have a roof over your head, to go to work, and to send your kids to school. $76,000 a year. Except if one of those two kids in that family of four is a preschooler, it jumps to $91,000 a year. And that's how much the child care is. Right. So our public affairs director is over there nodding about her child care costs. Same, same, right? (laughs) I know. It's so so ridiculously expensive. So anything we can do to mitigate that, we do. So, you know, I think we live in a great community because people are willing to step up and help. It's, you know, it, it does feel like one fundraiser after another, but, but you, you see those people and you see the folks who had, a, who had a hand up when they were kids coming, stepping up and helping. Talk a little bit about what, what the community does, not just for the Y, but for everybody else. What the community in Santa Maria does? Yeah, Santa Maria. Oh, my gosh. So I will say, I'm going to use you as an example. When I call you and say... This is like I'm setting him up to you guys, so be ready. But when I call you and say, Kevin, can you help me go to Vandenberg Air Force Base and present this to the giant colonel there so that I can get on a a streamlined list to get free STEM items for my Rise Up kids, and you take a chunk out of your day to support me and my board to go speak for two hours on something that you may or may never see anything from, that is the key to the community and my responsibility to do that back. The other things I see in this community, um, I'm loving the way the chamber is stepping up. Last night at the hospital, with them taking on all the things that you're taking on and then saying, yeah, but there's a mental behavior, I think is the term right now. There are some issues around that, and there's no care here in North County. It's all, in, it's all really focused in South County. Instead of lamenting that, let's do something about it. Yeah. So to me, that is the key. And then, and then my responsibility, and I think all of ours, is suit up and show up, be part of it. Don't, don't sit home going, well, that's nice that you're doing that. That's great. It's just showing up, there's connections you don't even know you have that can help that cause until you're there. 
Yeah. So I think that's key for all of us. I like that suit up and show up. I'm going yeah. to steal that. So. Help yourself. Take from, take from the witty, give to the dull. That's my, that's, <laughs> that's my, I do it for you every Thursday process. morning. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, and, and you know, it is crucial because I think we've got this community that when you look at the, at the big institutions and like to think it starts with Marion and Hancock and then you start to look at the service agencies and your service agency is, is kind of the big dog among the service agencies and we all know each other and we know yeah. the school district superintendents and, and you're right when somebody says we got to do something everybody's like yeah no nobody's like nah that can't be done yeah. it's all they're all about well, let's all get together and figure out how to make it happen so yeah. it, that that's so exciting to me we'll have this year we'll have seventh and eighth graders from Santa Maria Benita district who need summer school and they come to Hancock and do summer school at Hancock. Right on. And so they're on campus, and it's like, that's perfect. Plus, they're gearing up for their yeah. college years because they're comfortable and safe here. Yeah. And they know it. They know so, it. Oh, I love that ownership. Yeah. Very cool. All right. I've got rapid-fire questions for you. Oh, this is so fun. And this then are we going to do a lip sync? We can do a lip sync. We'll do that. Um, we can put it in the closed captioning. Could you? <laughs> do you have closed captioning on podcasts? I don't know. Okay, boomer. So, <laughs> I'm a, hey, hey, don't, I'm a, don't act like you're not. I'm not, actually. I'm, I know, I'm you're Gen right X. under the cusp. I'm Gen X, and, and I hate the millennials and the boomers. So. Oh, you're in that middle ground. That's, uh, you know, so someday the last boomer is going to be alive. It'll have to be a guy or this doesn't work because he'll be like 114 years old, and they'll just make him president because they're all he's the last one. Why not? When am going to have to have an election? Just last leaf on the last, tree. Last boomer. <laughs> they're the only ones who get to be president anymore. And that's not a commentary on either political party because they're all boomers. We're going to finish this up before staff kick us out. So. Wait, what? I have so much more to tell you. What do you want to tell me? Well, I wanted to tell you that there. Well, the, let's see what your rapid no, no, fire no, this, are. This has to be the last. This part. has to do with. Oh, that has to be last. Yeah, this last. So. Well, my thing is, I was going to say wh- where it came from because there was a question in there that education in my family, and none of my family was educated, and there were six of us kids, and our education came. I mean, I shared a little bit with you in Rotary, but it came from. I would say, I don't, I'm going to use this term, not lightly, survivalist skills <laughs> growing <laughs> up. But for instance, learning to drive a truck, I uh, was raised on a ranch, no stoplights, no, no lights of any kind. You're on dirt roads. And my dad said on your 16th birthday, I'm going to take you to San Francisco. I'd never even seen a stoplight. I'm going to teach you how to use a clutch on a hill with a giant diesel tank in the back of this work truck that has two ball tires. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Let's do that. It was so terrifying mostly for the people behind me on the hill. But we burn out a clutch. We learned, I learned how to drive a stick. I'm very proficient now, anywhere I go. But that, Hancock was a piece of cake compared to the School of Hard Knocks, and it was a beautiful education with guidance. And I still have a clutch in my car, so I'm excited about all of that. <laughs> can you parallel park? I can parallel park. Nice. No, I, I'm That's the master. Skill. I'm the master. Do you want to compete? Do you? Yeah. We're and in. back up a trailer? No, I haven't done it. that in a long time. Doesn't matter. Once you know it, you know it. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Go well, ahead. Wait, your so, wait, so, so what town did you grow up in? I grew up in King City, Monterey County, farmer, fifth generation Californian. So we grew up kind of raising ourselves. You know, I think there's a balance between structure and no structure at all. We were the no structure at all family. Go play and come back at dark. We played with the magnifying glasses on the dry grass and let a hill on fire. And <laughs> we did a few things that maybe we needed a tiny bit more, you know, supervision. But we all made it out. And so did my parents. So I'm going to say I love that Hancock has structure, but also some free time. That art, is it the art studio I saw down there with your cool new app yeah, that the kids, the students are just, yeah. that gallery. I can't wait to go back in there. I'm totally going back in there after this because it's fascinating, the stuff these students are coming up with. 
and that is some time that they got to spend just reforming them, I guess. So that, you know, that's a whole job that you can have now, is doing all of that digital media, all that kind of stuff. I know. It's going to be fantastic. When we get our new facility, they're going to have this great space. And Parents are always saying, my kid's on the phone. What are they going to be able to do? That. Yes. That's fabulous. So, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. You know, okay. why, you know why we weren't on our phones when we were kids? Because we didn't have them. We didn't have them. The only reason they're no, they're no worse they're no worse than us they they're just got not. better toys they do i'm a little so. envious from there but it's okay <laughs> carry on to your rapid I fires i would have never graduated from college if youtube existed i know that That's, yeah <laughs> i'm glad you're able to hold a position though while it exists all right are you ready i'm ready is it wrong for vegetarians to eat animal crackers <laughs> perfectly acceptable oh, okay. vegans as well what's your favorite junk food oh hot cheetos hot cheetos do you know how those were invented do tell. So there was a guy who worked at the Fritos Cheetos factory. Okay. And they would have these blanks that would come out, and he would take them home. And his family was from Mexico, and he had grown up putting the hot kind of powder on them. Right. And just kept doing that, and then, like, brought him back to work. And she's like, you guys should try these. And that's how they came up with it. Now he's like a big wig in the Frito-Lay company. I totally believe you. That's As an educator, I know too, you wouldn't mislead me. Too good to fact check. <laughs> I won't even bother. I, I, I believe that's my new thing. Don't just let's just not know. It's more complex than that, but that's kind of the story. So well, good. Uh, I picked a good one. All right. Do you believe in fate? I do. How come? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think we can be any smoother. We're not really, if we try. <laughs> this isn't really rapid fire. Go but, to the next one. <laughs> well, because you know we haven't talked about Tim. Okay. You and Tim, you and are Tim you speaking are awesome. of fate? Are we tying fate. this into fate or do we move on from that? Is that a fate that? thing or is he from King City too and that was no. your only option? No, Tim was from L.A., <laughs> San Fernando Valley. Here I am, no traffic lights, and here he is king of traffic. And we meet in the middle here. He's a construction guy building my new office when I work for Shell Oil. I mean, face it, I was fascinating to him. I was like a weird creature from another planet. And, um, I mean, irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, Tim's pretty tolerant. Can Tim, you tell? Oh, so, so we, you know, we were all at a concert once, and they opened up a dance floor down there, and, and you decided to go dance, and Tim was right there with you. I had a great video of Tim dancing. He was really good at it, and, and Tim's kind of a staid guy, and, and he told me, he says, you know, this is what I learned a long time ago. Shannon's going to dance, so I should learn how to do that because I want her dancing with me. What a great thing to say, right? I know. 38 years. It seems to be panning years. out well for us. Yeah. I like so, him. Kind of on the downhill side now, right? It's okay. It's all right. At least you with your ex-gen. I'm the last leaf hanging on the tree. I am going to be the last one. All right. So you want to climb a mountain or jump off of a plane? Oh, jump, jump off of a plane. Yeah. Have you I'm ever done very that? Very lazy. Yes. Huh? Just yes. like gravity. Take <laughs> care of like it. Just fling <laughs> me out. Pull something. I'm good. That's it. But you've done that before? Yeah. I have. Where'd you do that? In Santa Cruz. My oh, daughter's yeah. 26th birthday. She, all four of us went. We have two daughters, Katie and Ray. And Katie, Ray's getting her doctorate right now, as a matter of fact. And she came to Hancock as well for two years. She just wants to be called Dr. Ray, though, to be like a DJ. <laughs> 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 but my other daughter decided on her 26th. She goes, I think I want us all to jump out of a plane. And we wouldn't do it when they were little because you have that self-preservation thing with kids. Or mm-hmm. we had it for a moment. It, it left. <laughs> but we're like, okay, sure, why not? That sounds like a great idea. So all of us girls went out first, and Tim was last. He goes, I got it. I want to do it. <laughs> but now if I don't do it, that's really bad. <laughs> I'm not jumping out of a perfectly good plane. Why not? I might not even jump out of one that's not perfectly good. <laughs> Stay on to the last minute, would you? Like, he's going to pull it up at the end. So you're telling me you'd climb a mountain? Oh, I've done that a bunch. Where? I lived in Utah. Well, that doesn't mean you climb I mean, there. I, I live in California. It doesn't mean I go out and I mean, climb. No, I didn't climb, like, up the face of a mountain. But we would hike up to the top of the mountains, and... 
I remember one time I was with a friend and we, we took this really steep, great hike up to the top of this, of this peak and we were winded and we were exhausted and then we get up there and we hear these people talking and, and they're obviously having lunch. And, and we kind of stagger over. We walk around just this couple. They're like 70 years old. Oh, that's so hike. humbling, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking like, a beer, a six-pack, like, they brought maybe, up with them. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe there's a flatter way. <laughs> did you guys take a tram? <laughs> How did that work? <laughs> like, we're out of shape. I got you. So. I get it. That's my type of hiking, too, except for the actual hiking part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well... I think that's all of our questions. This was fun. Thanks. It was fun. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being a great community leader. Thank you, Kevin. This was really fun. I love Hancock. See you tomorrow.